How's it going, everyone? I'm your host, JC. And I am your co-host, Tim. And guys, this is The Glitches. Um, we've talked about this a lot, <coughs> but not like in-depth about how we're going to do it today. <coughs> but we have... <coughs> we've sort of went into the multiverse and talked about like... A couple different things and like more of like DC multiverse and stuff and kind of what we think life could be about when it comes to like certain things happening in other dimensions but let's truly truly go into the multiverse and where we see psychedelics playing into that and if it is any different than maybe what we think DC and reality truly is so I think we should dive right into this I'm going to ask you a question. Do you believe that there are drugs that connect us to, I don't know how I would put it into words, but like some other plane, like some other dimension that's like connected to ours? Like we live in a plane of existence, which we call the 3D plane. Do you believe... Even if there aren't drugs that connect us, do you even believe that there's another plane of existence? There has to... Okay. There has to be another plane of existence. (coughs) I mean, I guess I can't say that for 100%, but everything that's in this world is just wild. It it is unbelievably (coughs) wild. Okay. You walk outside and a blade of grass is being blown by wind. That alone is fucking just wild it may not seem wild because we see it every day we've seen it since the day we were born but for there to even be wind to blow an object as grass that grows from fucking just the earth is fucking crazy so So, why is if things are so complicated and complex here how is there not something else just how is there not it it's kind of stupid to think that there is nothing else that there is only just earth it's really fucking stupid. Because if the Earth can be a thing, there can be an Earth 2 or an Earth 3 or whatever the fuck it's named. Well, so I was actually having a discussion, and this isn't like in that interdimensional category, but it's along the same lines. And so the other day, I was having a conversation on uh, Facebook with this guy, and, uh, Hold on, let me find it real quick. So, I made a post in 2017, and I reposted. So, pretty much, this is me in 2017. I hate when I'm watching Discovery Channel or some shit like that, and I come across a show about space, and they say some shit about the Earth as if it's actually fact. Like, for instance, when they say that the Earth is like 3 billion years old, how in the ever-living fuck would we ever possibly know this i don't care what kind of technology we have now there is no way that we as humans could ever possibly even fathom the depth of time that earth has been here it seriously hurts my head hashtag forehead vein then he commented on my post and he said i think they determine how big and how long our galaxy is by how long the light at the edge of the universe takes to get to us very confusing but we just don't have technology like that to determine what's actually true. Like, for example, they say that every edge of the universe that the light takes 
13.0 billion years to get to us. So the universe is 13.8 billion years old, or so they say. And I commented and said, that's just a hypothesis, and I truly believe this. It's just a hypothesis. In theory, we could use our knowledge to come up with a measurement for the universe based on the light released from point A to point B, but that's assuming that we know where the light from point A is coming from, which we don't. For instance, what if space isn't not or what if space is nonlinear? What if space is shaped as a giant zigzag and we can only see to the point at which it curves? So we think that last curve before us is point A, when in reality it's actually point G. All we for all we know, the light from the edge of the universe could have taken 900 trillion fucking light years to get to us. Our simple human minds have not evolved to the point at which we can definitively say anything for certainty, or anything with certainty, but that's only one of millions of ways to look at it. We will never be able to exceed our maximum brain capacities without the help of some external force or sentience. Therefore, uh, no theory can ever be the right theory. My statement still stands. Okay, so I see where he's... Saying, okay, so where the light's coming from, obviously, so they're meaning the sun. He's speaking from astronomical, or, yeah, the astronomical standpoint, uh, from where astronauts go by what, the data that they've uncovered. Because they've, you know... The... But, but we don't know if there was actually a Big Bang. Therefore, we don't actually know where that light is coming from. So they say that that light produced by the Big Bang has taken 13.8 billion years to get to us, and that's why they say the universe is that old. Whereas, I believe that that light, because we can't see past a certain point, came from much further than we can even possibly fathom. The universe is immense. Okay. It's not even like... Even if we put it in this, though... Even if we say they're talking about the light from the sun, because in all reality, that's probably what they're talking about. That is the light that is coming from... No, he's talking about the light that comes from the edge of the universe. There is no edge of the universe, though. That, that's what I'm saying. That is that assuming we know that there is an actual edge of the universe. But what you're talking about is the light and how long it takes now, from, to get to the sun to the earth. Now, that is what I'm pretty sure most people in the world are talking about. That is the only light source that we know of in space is the sun. So, even if we were determining from the sun to the earth how long it takes for the light to travel there. It takes seven minutes from our sun to the earth. It takes seven minutes from that okay. or for that light so to get to us. So, even at that, we could not determine how old the earth is. Now, we can take it as a geological point right I was about to say geologists are now, actually where they based their uh, theories and, and shit I get that of. because they can they they can go back and they can pick certain no. things from certain civilizations they, but even that does not determine in my opinion the exact age of the earth because we don't know exactly when it was dropped when it was found when it was fucking uh, fossilized we are basing all of our information from things that we have learned with our own minds we're basing information on things that we learned ourselves. For all we know, a geologist looks at a rock. He looks at the history the of layers. it and everything. And they're he looking look, at the layers. And, and he everything. says, say it comes from a million years ago. 
he thinks it came from a million years ago because that's what he was taught that a million years ago looked like. For all we know, that rock could be a billion fucking years old. It could be two billion years old. And we would never know the difference because we weren't there back then. We couldn't see the rocks back then. And we have nothing to actually compare it to. You need... In every math equation, you need a variable. But here's what... here Here's this, though. Here is this. And guys, I promise this whole jumble of rambling right now is... I promise it's going into something. Just stick with us. So here's this. Soil that they test. They also test that soil from times from like the Egyptian times. From when they went back in there and they found stuff. So they test the soil and they determined... That soil is that old, so it came back from this time. But, but they don't, they don't know... even have soil or anything from the time. What they have is fossils. But everything is just assumptions. Exactly. It's all hypothesis. But it's based off of fossils. And even that, it's just a hypothesis. Like, they don't, they can't actually definitively tell you it came from this exact date. They can only tell you around what date it is. You know why? Because they don't actually know. Now they think that they know. Here's what I know. <laughs> I know that an inanimate object can be traced back to a certain time. A sword from the 17th century that can be traced back. There yeah, are because there's history behind. There it. is history. There are certain ways that certain people did certain things in certain civilizations and certain times. Because there's there were people in them times to be able to tell the story but the for thing future is, generations. The thing is, I don't believe you can do that with Earth. Here's where me and you have talked before about things when we were in the truck. We were talking, and I don't agree with it. I don't agree that they know exactly when a star dies. They, they can like, determine a star's death I, because they can see the light that is generated but by what it. is the fact on the dying star how how long does it normally take for a star to die well it depends on was the size there... of the star it depends on how well, okay old when it... we see falling stars there was something on that that i did not fully agree with well if you see falling stars those are asteroids and they are hitting our atmosphere but whenever a rock enters our atmosphere it reaches a certain point of speed and because of our atmosphere and because of our ozone it burns up and it oxidizes as it's entering our atmosphere. Yeah, I'm, and that's I'm, where you see falling stars, and that's where you see fucking uh, shooting stars. I might shit. be thinking of something else, and I might be thinking of it wrong because that was a long time ago we talked about that. But all in all, when it comes down to it, I truly do not believe. I I think a lot of people make assumptions because they don't fully know, and they try to get as close as possible. I just do not believe we know exactly how old the earth is i think it's older than people think i, I believe, truly think it's older than people think i think unless we get a time machine there is no definitive way to actually be able to tell how old the because earth just is. think about this we, we might be able to like guess at how old it is but we will never know do you <laughs> even truly know when the first person was formed on earth no we don't know because people didn't tell history could you times. imagine his stories like I wonder something. There was a whole, a whole entire thing going on before humans even touched Earth. There was animals that roamed about. There was but, other fucking but, species. 
and the for us. And there's actually episodes of our podcast that I've talked about this on before. So they uncovered fossils, uh, human remains fossils of like 14 foot tall people. Fucking huge people. Their femur was literally the size of an average person. And we were talking that the possibility and, of that was because there was a lot and, more vegetation, so the oxygen was just stronger and built bigger people. And it's an actual thing. Like, they really uncovered this shit. It's not some fake news article. No, it's an actual published document. You guys can read into it. It's pretty interesting. And so they found giants buried in fucking Egypt. And they say that those remains can be traced back to the Jurassic period. And beforehand, everyone thought, historians believed, that humans didn't roam the earth at the same time as dinosaurs. They believed that humans evolved from dinosaur-like creatures. And now we actually... There's a lot of things that resemble dinosaurs, though. And now we have proof that... Our ancestry can be traced way further than people can even imagine. And I believe we can be traced back for a while, but I just don't think to the beginning of the time of Earth. So, so this brings us to the point. But guys, yes, do, the very point. Do you think that we were brought here? Do you think that we evolved from something on Earth? I believe, personally, there is more of a chance that we were probably brought here by a different civilization. But guys, with all this talk that we've been giving you, with everything that we have been asking ourselves and been asking you guys, with all our theories, with all our facts, let's dig a little deeper. Guys, beyond just Earth itself, beyond the universe itself, the beginning of time, from gods to ancient Egyptian pharaohs. Guys, hold on. Do you believe that while you are simultaneously doing whatever you are doing right now, there is another version of you doing something else, but with a hundred other, and I'm talking thousands and endless different paths. Each one of you is doing a different thing in a different place. Do you believe in the multiverse? Tim, our segment of the day, the multiverse. And you guys might have watched Spider-Man into the multiverse, so hold on to that. If you guys have seen Spider-Man in the multiverse, hold on to that while you listen to us. So I look at life and the universe and existence as a whole as kind of like a tree. You got the main root, and that's us. That's us, we are us, and we absolutely know but that But when we you look into us. the multiverse, is us us? Are we the real So, so that's us? what I'm getting at. So, Like Rick Sanchez. Guys, if you guys have ever watched Rick and Morty, are we the, are we the true JC and the true Tim? Well, as far as I'm aware, because I've never met another me, I'm the realest me that I can possibly be at this moment. But if the so, multiverse is real... There's millions of us. So what I was saying, I look at life kind of like a tree. The whole universe is a big fucking tree. You have our main root. It's rooted to the ground. It's the fucking trunk. That's us. Okay. We are us. Then you have the branches that branch off the tree. And each branch is a different pathway in life. And think about this tree. It goes on and on and on and on and on and on forever. It stretches infinitely 
and to the sky. And the whole time it's stretching infinitely, every fucking nine centimeters, there's a new branch, and that branch has branches, and this branch has branches, and every little branch is a possibility in life. Of a different life. So, say there's you. You're living your trunk life, and there's a branch part. That's also you, but it could literally be one little small difference in your entire lifetime, but... It's a different version of you. Okay. Say it's ex- your exact life as you've lived all the way up to this point, except the only thing that's different about that life is one time you saw a leaf fall off a tree, okay. whereas in your other life, you never saw that leaf fall off the tree. Yes. It sounds exactly like that. So, okay, I could be sitting here... And in another reality, I could be sitting here doing the same exact thing, except for one shirt is blue, the next shirt is red. But it can get even deeper than that, because with the multiverse, there is an endless possibility. So I could literally be sitting here playing cards while another me is out murdering someone. So you... We've talked about it on the podcast before, Deja Vu. Do you You believe in the multiverse, though? I do. I definitively do, and I have reasons to believe in it. It's not like I blindly follow it like fucking some people do with religion. I have an actual reason to believe it. So if there's a multiverse, though, then what about God? So Like, God, God. Like, say say there is somehow... Say it's not an endless loop. Say there is an actual God. Like, somehow... Somehow there was a spark and a power happened and it formed God and he decided he needed more. Say there is a multiverse. Would there be multiple of that God or do you think that he could be God controlling endless possibilities? My thoughts on God will always be complicated because he's a paradox. God is the greatest paradox that has ever been known. The greatest mystery ever. the, The creator of all creation. The creator of everything, including himself. Of right and wrong, evil and good. But how would he create himself? He had to exist beforehand in order to create himself. But something cannot exist without existing. And we have we and have can't... that mindset because we're humans that uh, fucking something can't be created out of nothing. And I mean, to us, obviously, duh, you literally... You can't just create something out of nothing. But then there's a higher thinking somewhere. A higher power. And I mean, even at that, it doesn't make sense because how was he created? We as humans go by everything that we've ever observed and studied. And we can't observe a lot. That's everything in human history. But humans have a limited brain capacity. We can't pass our limited threshold. We will never understand the answer to a question we don't understand. We weren't even here when Earth was created. It. What about if there is another part in the multiverse that instead of me being here, I was there at the beginning of Earth? If you believe in the multiverse, then anything that is possible, was possible, or has ever been possible, is, has and will happen all at the same time 
because everything is interconnected. Do you? What if? What if our true form, our our actual self, good on this first was to able to get all of the memories from every possible scenario, all into one memory. I feel like you would go mad. Like you would know everything. You wouldn't know who you are. You'd have different lives inside of you, but still yet you. You would be living a life, and everything would be familiar to you, but also at the same time unfamiliar to you. You would have trillions upon trillions to the infinite power of memories. You would technically... Everlasting continuum of You memories. would know everyone in the universe personally. Like everyone in the world you would know personally because in every scenario you've met everyone technically so you'd know them personally. You would know everything that could possibly have been known. You know what? If that were to happen, the world would be its true self because you would automatically know if you liked or hated someone. Like you'd be walking through the supermarket just, that dude's a pedophile, that dude's a serial killer, he's pretty fucking cool. I hate that dude. I remember back in the 90s with that motherfucker. She's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, I guess she's 90 years old. She's still a piece of no, shit. No, but you gotta think like, about this. Like, there's more possibilities than you can even fathom. I know. Think about That's this. That's just a small one, though. Think about this right here. Just thinking about this one thing alone is baffling. Say, I met you in, like, 2002. Something like that. 2002, 2003. There's another life where we probably met. 2019. 2019. There's probably another life where we met in fucking 11. Year 11. There's a possibility that me and you went to war together. And then there's a possibility that I met you when I was a newborn baby and you were a 100-year-old man. Then there was a possibility that you could have been my father. Or... There's a possibility that I could have been your father. There's a possibility that I. There's a possibility that I yeeted you off a building that, that while you were a baby. Exactly. And if there's a possibility of it, that means it did happen. If you believe in the multiverse. I killed you as a baby. Yeah, I killed you as a baby. I fucking murdered your ass. Just fuck this little baby. He looks like a little redheaded asshole. Anyways, yeah. Pop. We just took turns yeeting each other off cliffs. There was a time. When me and you were yeeting each other as babies off while we were adults. There was a time where I was running my car off of a fucking cliff. Okay. Like, like my family was in a car with me and I just ran it off of a cliff. And you happened to be standing on that cliff and the car went right through you. And you somehow survived and got ate by a shark. And then there's a possibility where our roles are reversed. Where it's still my family, but you're the one driving for some reason. I'm the one on the cliff, and then I don't get eaten by the shark, and I get eaten by a fucking kraken instead. The possibility that I was the shark eating you guys. Think about this. Infinite possibilities. That is what the multiverse is. It is a mind-boggling thing to think about, but it is something that's actually possible. Now, when it comes to, like, thinking of it in reality terms, and also thinking of it in, like, Marvel and DC terms... They get pretty fucking close, in my opinion. Like, when Doctor Strange is talking about the multiverse, and they talk about it in uh, Spider-Man Into the Multiverse, they have the closest theory, in my opinion. Yeah. And and it's just simple stating the facts of a multiverse. Just like, yeah, you said 
that you want everybody to uh, forget that you're Peter Parker. That means everybody. Literally everybody in the entire multiverse. You are pretty much erased off the face of existence after that point. So, more into this though. Because we can't get too off topic on this. Because, in my opinion, this comes into play when we are talking about going into other dimensions, visiting the multiverse, talking to as close as gods as you can. Guy, psychosyllabin. Uh, just acid, shrooms, DMT, and probably the most official way that you can go into another reality, ayahuasca. I've also heard mad honey is a good one. Uh, well, they're... Okay, so what brings me to this is if you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, they were talking... Uh, he was talking about a dude that gets the mad honey. There was stories of a dude doing it one time and he wouldn't touch it again for like 20 years. And then you have other people that would do it and feel no effects. Or you would have like, there was a lot of different hallucinations on Mad Honey, but it was nowhere near ayahuasca or DMT. So, there was this guy that did DMT and I like to watch him on YouTube a lot, but he was... When you do DMT, we were talking about it on our last episode, when you do DMT, it like seals you into whatever you're sitting on. You're stuck for the most part, and it's it's normal because that's what it does. It pretty much knocks you unconscious and brings you into another state of thinking, another state of reality. Well, this dude decided he was going to force himself to look in the mirror. When he did, he saw his character change through a different rotation of people, like... As if you were picking a different character on Mortal Kombat or multiverses. You know, when I was a little kid, uh, I used to stand in front of the mirror whenever I was obsessed over my fucking fantasy character, Dark Immortal. Uh, and I would picture myself as him, but as I was looking in the mirror, I'd, I would like walk out of the mirror real quick, walk back in with like a different face. Or something like that, and like it would feel like I was uh, picking a different character for the day. Well, when he was doing that, he said when his trip was done from the DMT, because he did acid on top of the DMT, and it just shot him into a whole new level. And guys, we've talked plenty of on acid, we've talked plenty on shrooms, and we talked to you guys about DMT. By this point, you should know the side effects of each drug. So, when you add acid onto DMT, acid already gives you that peak. It, it shoots you to the fucking moon or it fucking digs you into the devil's den. DMT shoots you there a hundred miles an hour faster. So, you add both of those in there, your mind's going to open up to a whole new world. But what he determined after his trip was we are living in a simulation. So, what I'm going to ask you is... Doing those drugs, do I'm going to ask you two things. Do you think psych, psychedelics is a good way to go into another dimension? Okay, first off, I thought about this. If we're in a simulation, why would whatever program a simulation put something inside the simulation that would allow you to break free from the simulation? It's just a puzzle. Life is just a puzzle. It's as if, if it truly is a simulation and people are able to break free from it, it's as if 
people designed it that way so that the chosen few can well, escape what we call Well, reality. you gotta think. Even, even the most technological game that has had years and years of fucking making still has glitches. Every single game has a way to break the boundaries. There no matter is, how it's programmed, no matter how good the programmers did on it. Every game has a glitch, every game has an easter egg, there is cheat codes, there are mods. So, why would something so advanced maybe not have a couple glitches? It's doing a lot. There is a lot of different people, a lot of different... If we are in a simulation, it is like a game. It is the most advanced game in the whole entire universe. But what was the question you asked me? Do you think acid, shrooms, DMT, ayahuasca, anything psychedelic, psychosyllabin, anything like that, do you think it would actually help you go into another dimension? Or so, do you think it's just your mind doing that? I don't know if you personally go into a different dimension because your body stays in this plane. But your mind is... Uh, the human mind is a fascinating thing. So it it's is a way very complex. complicated thing. So whenever some people like die or something and then come back, their brain produces DMT. And... We don't know what happens after death, but we have stories from people that have encountered something near death, which is they'll see a light at the end of the tunnel, or they will see somebody come up to them and say it's alright, loved ones maybe. You even have the DMT goddess apparently. So what I was getting to is that a lot of people have claimed to meet a goddess, and this goddess will take the form of whatever's comfortable to you. And it'll tell you things about your life that you need to know. Whether you take that as something that's in reality is up to you. But me personally, I believe... So, how would all these different people on Earth experience near-death experience and all meet the same person? Isn't that kind of weird? Like, there has to be something, right? I don't know what that something would be. Maybe the DMT goddess that everyone sees is God. But we we truly don't know. Maybe because you smoke DMT, which is the chemical that your body produces whenever you're about to die, maybe that's why people see God. Because technically you're dead whenever that chemical is activated in your body. That's what it's for. But because you're still alive and you did it the wrong way, you meet the goddess, and it goes away, and you come back to reality. So I think, yes, some drugs can connect you to different realities or dimensions, but I don't wholeheartedly believe it. And you could say it does because it unlocks certain uh, wavelengths in your brain that aren't normally being used on a day-to-day basis, but when you do the drugs, it connects them. Or you could say that you're seeing those DMT goddesses and God because you've heard other stories of people doing it, so you're, that's what your mind forms. Uh, there's a lot of different variations, I think. But me personally doing these things, doing DMT, doing acid, doing shrooms, never done ayahuasca yet, but goddamn that is next on the fucking list because, boy, we got DMT and we did not expect it. So, but... I think that yes, 
I truly, truly think that if you do enough and you're in the right state, and I think sometimes even the right location, it can open something up. So before we go more into these things, I want to talk about an experience I had yesterday. So this is kind of like a PSA, public safety announcement. So I'm an advocate for certain drugs. I think certain drugs are amazing. They are fucking great for your mental health. I'm not condoning the use of them unless you are an adult and you are conscious of your own decisions. And you have your life together, goddammit, maybe. I don't know. But if you are wanting to seek mental freedom, if you want to fucking seek mental guidance of some sort led by your own mind, do some psychedelics. Sit down, get comfortable, fucking make sure you have everything planned out through the day and fucking do some psychedelics. We have plenty of told you guys how to start off your first trip. But yesterday, I had my first bad experience with acid. So I took a gel tab. And I believe this gel tab was at least four hits or five hits strong. And I know this because, as we've talked about on previous podcasts, we have done five hits before. I know what it feels like, and it felt just like that. But after about the first or second hour, a wave of uh, pain hit my head. And it felt like I got cracked in the head with a sledgehammer. Then the back of my neck tensed up, and it stayed tensed up for 16 hours straight, non-stop head hurting. At a certain point, I remember I just wanted to sit there and just, just let it fucking take me to the afterlife because it was just so fucking bad. So this is my warning. If you do psychedelic drugs, if you do acid, make sure that shit is pure Make sure that you're getting it from the right guy, and make sure you are in the right state of mind. (laughs) Because things can go wrong very quickly if you do things in an unsafe way. (laughs) But guys, with all the multi-different possibilities, with all the good trips, the bad trips, there is one thing that will treat you right every single time, and that is my favorite drug. The marijuana. I highly recommend anyone who has a local dispensary go down there, support the community, buy some bud, sit down, smoke, chill out, and just guys know life will be okay if you do it right. But my favorite part of the time, we did the week, favorite segment. Guys, we are smoking on, and it's been a sec since I've had it, some good Bubba Kush. So, we are going to do something that we did in the last episode. We are going to hit some DMT and have a conversation. Let's wait halfway into the segment to do that real quick because there's something I kind of want to ask and talk about. So, guys, um, we've asked a few times where your guys' favorite place to smoke is, but... In all honesty, I think you guys really should, uh, I think you guys should get out in the woods. I think you guys should get out in the mountains and smoke. Because when you get higher up in altitude, the weed actually hits you harder. And I'm talking like going to cabin, like, 
Colorado. Here in Colorado, you can rent a cabin up in the mountains, and you can do your camping, you can stay in a cabin. Uh, have you ever smoked up in the mountains? Like, you've been on jobs. I'm so, sure you've been in high altitudes and taken some hit so, off a joint or something. So, most of the time, I've already always told you, and you know this, I have asthma, and yes, I do smoke weed. Yeah, you can consider it stupid. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but, when I get in those high altitudes, like, really high altitudes... I get, like, nosebleeds and stuff, and as we're in Colorado, I've well-adjusted to it at this point, but sometimes we'll go way up in the mountains, and it will just kill you, but at the same time, if you smoke a joint at that altitude, even as bad as you're feeling, it will fuck you up, dude. But One it's... joint will feel like you smoked a pack of joints. It, it really, like, okay little used to it now so obviously it doesn't hit you the same every time but if you decide to you know go to a state where it's legal like fucking Oregon or something like that or fucking I recommend Colorado every single time Colorado is probably one of the most beautiful places you can smoke besides Amsterdam and, and there's also some good dispensaries in uh, Washington like sweet greens yeah that's but a good one e- Seattle right yeah. See, see, Seattle, Washington has some beautiful fucking scenery. So if you want to go to, if that's more your place where you want more of a wet, rainy environment with fucking woods and shit, I, yeah, go as high as you can. But Colorado, I'm telling you, if you guys go to Colorado and decide to go hiking, just bring some weed with you. Get high up there and and definitely definitely smoke out. Where? What is the most memorable place you've smoked? Like, on a road trip, you guys stopped or whatever, you smoked. Well, we've done a lot. We've smoked at a lot of different locations. Uh, so, on the roof of the big building in, uh, on the roof of the big building in Indianapolis, Indiana. So, there's a big, big, tall skyscraper in Indianapolis with two fucking big, uh, antennas on the top. And we're doing a job, and I don't condone smoking on the job, but you do you. <laughs> but we were on the roof, and we were doing an AC unit job. We were moving a 3,000-pound AC unit from one side of the building to the other side, and it was terrifying. So whenever we got the job done, we took that opportunity to smoke a couple joints on the roof. And we got to overlook the entire city of Indianapolis while smoking a joint. And that was pretty cool. That that would be pretty amazing. Uh, Or smoking a joint while watching uh, Spider-Man 3 being shot. Or no, not Spider-Man 3. One of the Spider-Man movies was being shot in New York. And we got to smoke a joint while watching them shoot a scene. Okay, that's pretty fucking amazing. That, That was pretty cool. That definitely topped anything I've done. I, I've smoked in a lot of different locations and smoked and seen a lot of different shit, but I think watching Spider-Man movie be made while smoking be pretty dope. But as far as like memorable, like <clears throat> those are memorable and they're really fucking awesome. But when I think memorable, I think like classic. When we were kids, 
and we would sneak out to the side of my house and shit. We would sit on a gas tank like dumbasses so and light for an some, open flame. For some reason, and it is the most dumbest thing, don't ever, 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 ever fucking do it. For some reason, though, and it was just because the way the trees would hang over his house and everything, and it was just, it was off to the side, and it was just, it was comfortable. We could see the fucking pond and the open... And it was it, easy to get away with smoking. Yeah, and it was just nice, though. But there was a gas tank, and we would just chill back on it while smoking a cigarette. Now, yeah, I'm not saying... We had common sense, obviously. We never fucking flicked ashes on it or put our cigarettes out on it. I mean, if we were flicking our cigarettes, we'd always see how far we could flick it and see if we get in the pond. But anything could have happened. I get it. It was very fucking stupid. But all in all... That is probably hands down my most memorable place. Definitely. Definitely one of my favorite spots I used to go to. That, that besides, w- like, we would smoke so much weed and fucking. We we would make like makeshift bomb, uh, not bombs, makeshift bongs and go out there and smoke it there. Or when my mom and dad would like leave and I knew I had the house alone for a while. Just, hey. Yo, I need you to come over to my place. I just stole a couple of nugs off my dad. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna smoke up, and then we'd meet halfway, and then I would already have a can. Don't worry, Pepsi people. Can packed with weed. Don't worry, people. His dad doesn't smoke anymore. Getting too old. <laughs> but anytime we had weed, or we'd find weed, or just had weed, or fucking cigarettes, because at one point I used to steal like cartons of cigarettes off my grandma. Like she, no, she'd have cartons of cigarettes, and I'd still like some packs out of there and be like, dude, it's got some cigarettes for us to smoke. It, there or walking in your woods. So I was actually going to that as well. There was a spot that I used to go to. If you go far enough back into these woods, and I've mentioned it before, there's these railroad tracks. And I've always genuinely believed these fucking things are haunted, dude. Like, there's something weird that happens when you get to them railroad tracks. Like, you have a weird feeling in your stomach. Back in the day, me and my cousins... Well, me and my cousins and my friend... Friends all literally saw the same thing. We saw a plane crash back in that fucking field all in front of us. We all passed out, woke up, and nothing was there. Mm -hmm. That was something... All of us, all six of us, experienced at the same time. And that was kind of next to the railroad tracks. Yeah. And I would love to go to those railroad tracks sometimes off this little area where there's this limestone uh, drop-off. There was a bunch of limestone there. And I would smoke, and I would throw fucking giant limestone stones off the fucking cliff and watch them just fucking disintegrate as they fucking (laughs) hit the ground. But I think the prettiest place I ever smoked was we stayed in a cabin in Tennessee high up in the fucking mountains and dude that was the first time I realized the higher you get the higher you fucking get and then we smoked a fuck ton and started walking down Pigeon Forge that was crazy a lot of fucking people but Tennessee's a really good fucking place I know it's not legal there sadly but it is a beautiful place you know what speaking of like smoking like, not necessarily a place, but I have a memorable smoking moment as well. Whenever I was young, I was like 15 or 16, the first time I'd ever started working with my dad, like one of the first jobs. 
We was at this place, and my dad and brother got some weed from this place while we were out of town. And they had this stuff called Black Magic. Literally cannot find it still to this day on the internet. You can't find it. But this shit was black. Literally, like, black with white crystals all over it. And I snuck a nug of that while we was on the road, while we were in a motel. And literally one little hit off that fucking nug in a can blasted me off into space at Mach 10. And I was fucking blasted for at least five hours on that shit. One hit. And still to this day, I don't know if I will ever find that weed again. <laughs> Alright guys, this is the moment that I am excited for and dreading. Now guys, I'm not saying DMT is a bad drug. Because I'm telling you what, it is a literal life-changing experience. But every trip that you do on DMT, and we tested it thoroughly. Oh, for seven straight hours. Tested it thoroughly. Every single time you hit this wonderful drug, it takes you on a different journey. Guys. Every single time. We stared at my picture, and it was like a TV. And every time we would hit it, the picture would change to something different. TV wasn't even on. Exactly. Just the picture. And uh, something we're going to try after this podcast, we're going to try watching a movie while on DMT. (laughs) But... Let me tell you this, the initial hit of DMT can be, and normally is, kind of scary every time, but don't let that scare you because it does not last long. It's kind of the same feeling as like when you're on the beach and you go into some water and you you don't actually know whether or not there's a fucking shark lingering in them shallow waters that's about to fuck you up. There could be. There could be, but there's probably not. So eventually the fear washes away, and what you have to do is just keep telling yourself it's okay because it will be okay. Guys, it only lasts like 15 minutes. And you gotta keep breathing, you gotta keep making sure that you're, you're mentally... Like, in the same space. In my <laughs> opinion, though, it is best to do it with someone at all given times. It's just, it's a different experience when you do it alone. And even if you don't want to do it with someone, at least have someone by you. Yeah. Like, even if, like, you say you have a person that you are comfortable around and you want to do it around them, but they don't want to do it, that's perfectly fine. It's okay. As long as you have someone with you, it's not as frightening because you don't feel alone in the universe. You took the hit. I took the hit first last time, so now you take a hit. And then we're going to... I got something I want to ask. Alright. So, 
you have to ask if you were going to go into a multi multiverse universe and you met Paul would you do DMT with him Paul from the movie if you ever seen that movie well absolutely that's like asking me if I would breathe air given <laughs> the option but what would you ask Paul what would I ask can the... you show me the secrets to the universe like in the movie when he like puts his fingers on his forehead and it shows him everything would you do that that yeah I mean, my mind is probably blown after that point, and my brain might not be able to handle it, but I feel like I would eventually get over it, and then I would just know everything and anything ever, and I could be eternally happy. <laughs> it would literally, like, answer everything. You could go to a casino and just fucking destroy would, would that be how that works though well, yeah I, actually I don't know I don't uh, think that's how it works yeah but I would be able to go to the casino and get kicked out because I told everybody <laughs> how the universe began <laughs> and that would make for a story so you know what <laughs> whoa whoa It's just when you, even when you get a small hit, it's like you're on acid. Well, sometimes it makes like everything seem like it's alive, but other times it makes everything. What's it like to you right now? Seem like it's a part of you. What's it like to you right now? Uh, fucking wild. Is everything like vibrating? Shapes. It kind of looks like I'm on acid, honestly. Where everything moves and breathes. Yeah. And it's almost as if I'm seeing your door move. It's probably the cats. It's yeah, it is. But <laughs> but I wasn't pointed out. I have cats. Oh man, this is a. Uh, it's hard to have like a conversation when you do DMT. It's like I'm talking through honey. Like Michael Phelps, like is a great swimmer, but how great of a swimmer would it be if he had to swim through maple syrup? Like <laughs> like that. I kind of want to see that. Honestly. Maple syrup Olympics. You'd probably see a couple deaths. I'm stuck. I ain't going in that shit. So when I blink, everything is just like dark for a sec. Yeah, it's because your eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Yes. That's usually what happens when I blink too. Everything like, is like covered by my eyelids. It's just dark longer. There's a delay. Yeah, it's because your eyelids are taking longer. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I've been looking at your wall and the outline of it. Look, it's it kind of looks like a dick. <laughs> Dang, I got a dick in my wall. Yeah. Dang, I got a dick wall. Yeah, I'm sorry about you, baby. You got a dick in the wall. I don't, yeah. like, don't want to have a dick in the wall. I have to plaster that. Make it sound dick worthy. Fuck. I think that ghost is trying to send you a message. <laughs> hey. Not interested. It's either telling you that it wants to give you the dick, it wants the dick, or it's calling you a dick. I feel like I've been pretty nice to it. Alright, and guys, so it starts to wear off. <laughs> it feels like I'm uh, back to reality. Except for you're groggy. But, like, not in a bad way. Kind of like you woke up just now. Yeah. Like you're like you're still there. trying to process life. Yeah. Just like I know I was just asleep. <laughs> but I'm awake. So if you believe this could send you into the multiverse. If you Well, we're already in the multiverse if it's an actual thing. True, true. You could but send you to a different part of it. It might be able to make you experience different aspects. DMT or acid? Which one will get you there? You think? Well, I get. I know that if you took enough acid and were able to mentally handle it, if your body could not die, like say that you took some sort of drug that prevented you from overdosing on something, like no matter pill. how much you did, yeah. Like, your body could handle it. If if that was the case, then you could take enough acid to get to a different plane. And it would be like ayahuasca at a certain point. All you'd have to do, get a sheet of acid, fucking break it up in a blender, and then make it fucking, into a smoothie. Yeah, exactly. An fucking add smoothie. it into a bunch of water or something. Banana acid smoothie or banana strawberry acid. And <laughs> it would hit you in fucking 40 seconds. That shit would fucking annihilate you, dude. You would be going into a whole fucking different league of a place. You better be in a safe dimension. I, I don't know why I keep saying DMT. Like, ayahuasca is the one to do. You, you, you don't want the DMT. You want the ayahuasca if you're trying to go into a different reality. So ayahuasca is as strong of DMT as you can get. Yeah. Pretty much. It, it just like lasts. The effects are long-lasting instead of a 15-minute to a 10-minute. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. At the same time. I'm sorry, guys. It's late. We've DMT really <laughs> takes it out of you. Like I know it's not like a long journey, but it feels like a long journey. But we got about. It's been 55 minutes. Holy yeah. shit! No, it's, it's been a long journey. All right, guys. We got about five minutes left. We're gonna just uh, we're gonna sit here and take a couple of hits off this bowl real quick to fix the whole uh. Mindset, I guess. And I'm gonna... Would you want to meet Paul? Like, wouldn't he be a badass friend just to have? Fuck yeah, dude. A friend that can just, like... I think I'm think good on this for Are a second. you sure? Yeah, DMT is still kind of kicking my ass. 
you know what guys i said we have five minutes but i think we're just gonna cut it i think we're gonna call it i think it's been a good episode we went into a lot we want to know what you guys think on the whole multiverse do you think we're in a multiverse do you think it's just like a simulation is the world just what the world is and we're just here if paul came down to you and said this is the strongest drug that i have would you be bold enough to try it would you i'm not sure I could hardly handle the strongest drugs that we have, and I know his are fucking crazy. I think that if I didn't have, like, a family... (laughs) If I didn't have anything to live for, I would. If I didn't have, like, a family, a job, or anything, like, say it was just me, like, I'm just fucking, like, hitchhiking it across the world, and I come across, like, a fucking nice ass cabin that I can be in Paul comes down hands me this fucking shit I think at that point I could take it like I don't know if fear would be in me because I don't have anything you know all I have is that drug I don't know guys that's my thought but we're going to cut this because it's about to end anyways fucking great experience great journey Let us know about the multiverse. Go out there, do the right drugs. Be safe. I'm your host, JC. Uh, I'm your co-host, Tim. Uh, Drive safe, don't rape. Yeah, don't rape. Rape's bad. But But also, drive safe on your way to not raping somebody. This is your podcast, the greatest podcast, hopefully, maybe not, but you know what, damn near fucking close, we're fucking good, okay, I like us, um, we're the glitches from our sick minds to yours, do drugs safely.